I'm Christian Bush. And I'm Cindy Watts. Welcome to our podcast, 52. I turned 52 this year, believe it or not, and I am releasing 52 songs to celebrate. This podcast looks at the relationship between my 52 new songs and 52 of my most popular songs from my back catalog with plenty of stories and laughs along the way. Cindy Watts. Christian Bush. We're both from a small town. Yes. And the small town, in the world of small towns, I would say is in the lower side of small. Yeah. Like some people say they're from a small town and they're from like Fort Worth, which is like Metro Dallas. Right. That's not a small town. No. What would you constitute as the size of a small town? You know what? I... I don't know. It's like, it's interesting because you interview people for a long time and you hear people who are from towns with one spot with one stoplight. That's Mm -hmm. definitely a small town. Our town has more than one stoplight. It has lots of tourists, but when you like take all the people away, you don't live there. Yeah. You know, when when you're back to the one stoplight, you're back to the one, (laughs) you're back to the one stoplight. We had a Walmart. I remember when they put in the stoplight. Yeah. Because of the tourists. Good Lord. Yes. Yes. Um, so Christian and I, if you are just tuning in, grew up in Sevierville, Tennessee, um, which is home of Christian Bush and Dolly Parton. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, high school is on Dolly Parton Parkway, and it, uh, you turn off Dolly Parton Parkway to go to Dolly Wood. But when you take away all the people who go there to Dollywood and see the mountains, then you're probably related to those who were left like that's how small it is and you've known all those people since grade school yes for sure um not to incriminate you yes but did you ever steal the sign the dolly parton parkway sign no i didn't i'm going to admit out loud that i did because i did okay well good for you okay you're winking we tried oh really and it was snowy and I slipped on ice and fell on the ground and knocked my teeth out <gasps> trying to steal the oh sign. Oh my gosh. Yes. I had to go to the emergency room because I was bleeding profusely. Oh my gosh. And yes. And, and Cindy Watts. And then, my, no, it gets worse. And my uh, friends, because we didn't have cell phones then because it was the dark ages, right? Had to use the hospital phone to call my mother who can be often mean and scary and they were (laughs) afraid to tell her what we were doing so they told her that i fell down in the mcdonald's parking lot on instead of stealing the road sign and then i just went with it because yeah okay Mm -hmm. two things people should know it's a rite of passage to steal that sign yeah Um, the other thing is now I'm scared of your mother (laughs) because I, I know exactly all of the places we're talking about. Okay. Okay. Um, to break the tension. Yes. Dad joke. Okay. I went to the local video shop and asked if I could borrow Batman forever. They said, no, you'll have to bring it back tomorrow. (laughs) See, did you feel a little better? I felt something. He's laughing. 
I once had a hen that could count her own eggs. Mm -hmm. She was a mathma chicken. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> mathma chicken is funny. <laughs> so the reason I bring up all these stories and stuff is both of these songs that we're about to listen to are kind of somewhat based on stories, like legitimate images of growing up in these t small towns. Yes. The first one's called What Goes Up, and I wrote it with um, uh, Connie Harrington, who I love very much, and I write a lot with her because I had no idea that Connie existed until once I did. I just want to obsessively write with her all the time. And um, it was a, an idea that that I was curious about rhythmically like i was playing around with the rhythm at the time and and we we were messing with this idea that christian's so positive what other ways can you write another positive song and and i had challenged her much much like the other people in that particular year of hey look you know i understand that sad songs are you know where your dollar bills are for ye songwriter but you know have you ever tried to write a happy song? And they'd be like, oh yeah, but all my happy songs suck. And I was like, well, that's because they're harder to write. And she said, what do you mean they're harder to write? I'm like, yeah, you can't write a happy song. And whenever you dare a songwriter like that, especially when it's one song of the year, <laughs> maybe more than once, they're like, oh, I got you. Oh, I can do this. So this was uh, her first foray into it. And one of the funniest lines about it is... Um, is it the beginning? Because I always thought that I, 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 what did you want to be when you grow up? And one of my first thoughts was I want to be an astronaut because I'm a kid of the seventies, you know, right. between Star Wars and NASA. And there was a shuttle that actually worked, you know, people were on the moon by the time I could figure that reality. It's like kids right now born with the internet. Um, the moon was my internet. It, it, it was the wildest, most amazing reality that you could grow up and what happens in the future? You're going to have on a little spacesuit and go. And uh, we used to build things at our house to try to, you know, be astronauts. We, we built these little rockets. We built all these different things. And the first part of this first song has all that in it. And it has a line on it that you've set all this stuff on fire and you blame it on your cousin. Of course you do. <laughs> yeah. Which which is why I wanted to ask you about the Dolly Parton Parkway sign because <laughs> Did you blame it on your cousin? No, no. I, I never told anybody. I hit it. And at some point, um my son said, What's that sign in the studio? Because I save it as a thing and You still have it. Oh, of course I still have it. Are you it, kidding me? Is it in the studio and I missed it? Yeah. Where is it? I I'm not telling you. There's value system here. To Dolly Parton Parkway sign. Also, now she's Saint Dolly. She is. she she has become a sainted human being mm -hmm. because of her good works and her you know general positivity in the world, but also her sage wisdom. And uh, dear Lord, they're probably not letting people steal the Dolly Parton Parkway sign anymore, like they did. Oh, probably not. It's I bet that junk is like, yeah, titanium stitched down into the thing. Yep. You have to take the whole pole now. It's welded. Well, yeah, and and the pole is insetting concrete like 10 feet in the ground. Yeah. So it ain't moving. Here's the first song. What goes up? 
So you want to be an astronaut? A man who doesn't. A little plywood launch pad sitting on the trash can yards on fire. Blame it on your cousin. Yeah, you see that smoke? Life's like that. One minute you got everything you ever wanted in it. Then it's gone in seconds flat. What comes up comes down. Remember what goes up Look at those clouds You know a thing or two But you gotta lay it down, down What you're carrying around For it to come back to you I see the red balloons They're kinda like us Right now we're caught in the trees But one good breeze And baby we're back in love Remember what goes up What goes up, can you feel it? What goes up in your chest? What goes up when you dip in the air at the top of the swing of the swing set? What goes up like a plane? What goes up, it's the same. How many times do you have to land on your feet before you believe it? Remember what goes up What goes up So you wanna be an astronaut Man who doesn't seen that smoke Life's on joke <laughs> I didn't mention the sign once. No. <laughs> but now everyone associates it. Yes. <laughs> That's really I also funny. did not expect that you had also stolen the sign. I well I didn't. I failed. I know, I know, but but you I, I knew you probably knew about it because Yeah. You did, can't live there minus the tourists and not know about this well, long no. tradition. No, absolutely not. Or you know, like painting the bear on top of the high school. I, oh, I yeah. have not done that. Or I'll tell you what we did do. We can't get in trouble for this now, can we? It's just a podcast. It'll just stay up on the internet forever. Well, no, I think the statute of limitations is. There was one Friday, because it was a Friday before football games. Yeah. And I was in the, I was in the band, played trombone. And uh, we went to the courthouse and just like kept going all. Now the Sevier County courthouse is super tall and pointy. I know. Kept going 
all like just three you doors just kept and going th- up and up and up and up and up and up and 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 it's funny because they would lock the door but it was on a staircase that was open so you could just like scoot around the locked door <laughs> and keep going did you all go to the top uh-huh and yep. now didn't they redo the courthouse they did i sent you a picture with the top missing that's what i thought yep they sure did it looks the same though okay Yep. But then, therefore, the statute of limitations, that would have been the old courthouse that you broke into. That's right. This is the new Which is the whole courthouse. reason they replaced it. Yeah, they, because we broke it. Because it was break toable. Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it was just like boxes of papers up there. I'm sure they were important, but I have no <laughs> idea. I was like 14. Man, in East Tennessee, people just leave their crap in and they're like, oh, no, that's. Yeah, somewhere up there is the deed to the place. That's right. You know? The deed to Sevier County was in that room. <laughs> So I, I matched this song with um, a Sugarland song called Everyday America, which ended up, interestingly, it was a single. Yes. It was put on the radio and somewhere during the length of its single, Good Morning America called and oh. asked for it to be their theme song. I didn't know that. Which we then re-recorded part of it um, just for them and it ran for a year. Well, that's lovely. As their theme song, which I thought was kind of fun. Um, but the song itself, I had, it, it, it was a, a part of, a, a, a kind of a, a function of the fact that we needed starting places to write mm-hmm. starting topics or starting lyrics or starting different things. And I had a cardboard box that I had been putting lyrics into since 1989 and I kept the box Wow! and, um, it had survived, you know, fires in the studio. It had survived, you know, multiple girlfriends and houses and things. And, and we were still reaching into it. So I would, especially since, you know, we didn't have Kristen around anymore. We're like, what are we write about? I was like, I don't know if you're feeling lucky, reach in the box. And three or four times we pulled stuff out of the box that we used. That's amazing. And this was one of them. The original version of the song was called dancing in circles in my, and I wrote it as a pitch for a woman I was producing in 1996 named Beth Wood, who is a Asheville, I think Asheville, North Carolina songwriter. And the guys from um, Sister Hazel had signed her to their record label and they asked me to produce a record. And I'd written this song about uh, dancing in circles, of whoa, whoa, dancing in circles. And um, turns out that when, she, when you know Jennifer pulled it out, I knew what she had pulled out because I knew it, but neither her nor Lisa Carver knew it. Yeah. So I played for them the verses and they loved them. Right. And they loved the melody. And I just was like, it was this, it was a song about a dancer that um, couldn't dance anymore. Right. A ballerina who who had grown Mm -hmm. up and, and had given it up. And, uh, Instead, they just sort of absorbed the melodies and the vibe and the the rhythms and the entire structure of the song. So if you heard them next to each other, it'd be like, dude, man, um, I think someone copied your song. I'd be like, (laughs) no, that was me. And that was my song that I copied. But um, it it became Everyday America. And what was cool about it is that the verses, the way they melodically work, they're asking for words that paint pictures they're not asking for words that tell you emotions so it's there are enough syllables in it that you want to paint the picture and um 
so we started painting pictures. We started talking about people. And I had a friend named Joey who I just didn't see very often. And this was his first appearance in my songs. And then he stayed in my songs and still does to this day. We even wrote a song. We killed him in one song called Joey. Um, (laughs) but, uh, were you mad at him that day? No, 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 no. It was just, we were looking for a name and I just would always drop his name in, not Mm -hmm. as a reference to him like what I, what I, I wanted his life to be, but it was just, I liked using when they say, is there a name you want to put here? Cause it'd be cool if we had a name of somebody, I'd be like, yep, Joey. So, uh, this is, uh, everyday America. You left out the part where they now use that as the soundtrack to the 4th of July fireworks every year in <gasps> our hometown. They use it. Yes. I, I, I text you every year, every year. Oh, you do tell me that. Yeah. They're playing Everyday America here. Yeah, it's it's the soundtrack to the Fourth of July fireworks. Huh. Wow. I I remember there was a part of um, the weird laser show at Stone Mountain for a little <laughs> while, and and that became a little like awkward as we were all like, hey, you know, we shouldn't really be celebrating some of these people engraved into the side of Stone Mountain anymore. Can you please take our song off? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, but um. Yeah, well, you got to remember when we put this song out, uh, America was in a lot of songs, mm-hmm. and it was a it was almost a country music trope. Well, yeah, it's still and is. and I I was really anxious to even use this as a title, but I loved it because we were trying to tell the truth rather mm-hmm. than paint it with red, white, and blue all over it. Yeah, um, because every day in America is very different than a lot of those songs portray it to be. Yeah. It's a lot. Lifting stuff off the ground is what we all do every day. And so I was proud about that part of it. So anyway, here's the song. Hand and mama always had hope And me and my sister 
stories about towns. Yes. People. Country music. Because they're everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm feeling like I need to put, I stole the Dolly Parton sign into a song. You're going to have to. There are only like 25 of us that'll even know what that is. Oh no, it it won't matter because everybody knows um, who Dolly is. So I think just saying her name in a song in general gets you extra points. Man, if you could work in the statue on the courthouse lawn into the same song, you are winning. (laughs) (laughs) I I have, I did have a song that I originally wrote about that town. The only time I've ever really done it. Um, It was called Small Town Jericho. And we reappropriated the entire song as a Sugarland song on the first album. But the original version of it i'll have to play for you at some point because it's it's really interesting i remember the lyrics were like um uh and the shadow of a courthouse the indian mounds and the shadow of the courthouse clock remember when they Mm -hmm. protected the indian mounds right there and it was um all the branson buses and the tourist train takes a whole lot of money not to feel that shame uh Talk about the Sunday school, the talk about their wishes. Out past where they grow all the satellite dishes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for a long time, what was interesting about Sevierville is that money was coming in. Right. Um, from a tourist trade, you know, it was like Branson is yeah. what I imagine. Yeah. But it was a much simpler and and people who just owned land in a certain point because they their grandparents owned it or something yeah. uh, suddenly was valuable where it wasn't ever before. Mm-hmm. And they were getting money yeah. without having worked for it. So there was this weird sort of boom town that happened in that town for a long time. And it wasn't, it, and it also didn't have, in my opinion, any of the weirdness that boom towns normally have, which is, you know, like a crime boss or anything. Right. No, not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. But, um, and so it developed as this, like, what do we do yeah. with this good fortune? Because we are people who have never had good, good fortune. And, and how do you care for that? And how do you care for your neighbor? And how do you, it was very interesting to watch the human condition and, and, and humanity deal with what happened in our small town. It's interesting because there's the faction of people who had the land and sold it. Right. Right. Then there's the faction of people who had the land and didn't. So, and so like my family has a couple hundred acres still. And a lot of them live on that property. And, you know, I have a chunk of it. I would never sell it. Right. Ever. And uh, it's just, I I remember, you know, driving to school and then going to college and coming back. And when I was driving to school in high school, you were just pastures and horses on each side. And now there's a road through it. And like a hospital on that land. <laughs> right. You know, so it's just, it's sprawling. Well, and for a small town, this kind of sprawl is, it, I, I think it, it can make you dizzy. Yeah. A little bit. When you're in it, you're like, you completely lost your equilibrium as to where am I? What, 
who are these people? Or And then you'll meet people and you'll be like, oh my gosh, you're the son of who? Right. Did I go to school with that person? Mm-hmm. And it's all those things that happen because we're aging, because we're getting older, right? And you're growing up and so is your town. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, your town is, is getting older too. I always joke because in Atlanta, it always looks like somebody planted a piece of concrete and watered it right. and the concrete grew into a parking lot or a, ch- a tall, tall building. And I didn't even think you could put one there. Right. You know, but I, I, and then sometimes I have the moment of, wow, can you imagine what it's like for somebody who grew up here in Atlanta? Yeah. Like they don't even know how, how to get places anymore. There are entire highways that didn't exist before. So I think there's something joyous about a little town. Yeah. But I don't think there's something joyous about a little town that doesn't change. I think if you find a town that didn't change, you're going to find a cancer somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Because you yes. have it, things have to grow. They have to become something different. Now, they don't have to replace everything that's wooden with everything that's plastic. You don't have to do that. Right. Um, but as much as I like a, a nice old car, I do really want it to be a Tesla on the inside. You know? Yes, I do. <laughs> it's funny. So, uh, yeah. Did you ever think that you were going to move back to Sevierville and raise your kids there? Absolutely. Uh, when I get sad, I still think that sometimes. Really? Yeah. Um, maybe not. Well, my kids are older now, but well, they're not that old. But, but yeah. And and my son calls Sevierville home, even though he's never lived any place other than Smyrna. Right. You know, um, yeah, because there is something like my dad always said, the mountains will keep you safe. And I think that for me, part of me still believes that like, if you go home, nothing's going to hurt you. So if I have a bad day, I want to go home, you know, sure. If something bad happens, I want to go home. So from that perspective, yeah. And, and particularly with everything going more remote, if we're not taping podcasts, I could write anywhere. Mm-hmm. However, you get into the really reallys of it, which are my son goes to a magnet school. My daughter goes to a private school. We don't have those resources. Right. Right. And my dad lives in a two bedroom house and all of us there get a little cramped after like three or four days. Right. <laughs> So, you know, right. You'd have to make some logistical changes, two bedrooms, one bathroom. Yeah. So, but, um, Hmm. I wonder, I wonder what that's like for everyone. Like, is, is that a universal feeling to migrate back to your home? Would you do it after your kids leave for college? Would you go back there and just live? Or would you consider that empty nesting as a uh, opportunity to go somewhere new? I don't know. You know, I think it depends on who's still in your hometown. I also think it, it, it depends on who's here, you know, and I have to say that I, you know, I, I love this country music community that we have. Like there's a lot of people in this town that I'm closer to than people I'm related to. Yeah. You know, Um, what happens in life? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the other day when, um, 
we were talking about uh, your song with the lyric. It's, you know, it's the person you call at two in the afternoon. Well, you know, the person I call it two at two in the afternoon lives in well, White House or something like that, you know, up, right. up the road. So, you know, and, and, and it just tells you, you know, you talk about, you know, things growing and evolving. It's like you do as people, too. So maybe you go back for a minute, but I don't, I don't know about ever going back forever. Hmm. I love that question, though. <laughs> like, uh, if you could go back, would you go? I'd go back in time for sure. To, to feel it all again back then at that moment. Yeah. There, you know, there are things it's like you, you walk on the greenway there and it, and it, you, you walk past all the, it, it's like, it, it's literally a stroll down memory lane, <laughs> right? You know, so That's interesting. and there's ducks there. Well, there you have it. <laughs> it's a, Cindy goes wherever there are ducks. Really like horses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me some ducks and horses. We're there. You're, you're totally in. Totally in. Well, this is another good one. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Christian Bush here. Cindy Watts. And we would like to thank you for joining us for another episode of 52. If you'd like to write us with questions or comments, you can contact us at 52thepodcast at gmail.com. That is the number 52. Or by leaving us a voicemail at 803-900-5252. Also, remember, the best way to help us is to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Please and thank you. You can follow me at Christian Bush on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can follow Cindy at Cindy Watts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. Thank you for listening and please join us next week.